0: You're listening to the Listing Leaders Podcast, where we aim to educate and entertain on all things listing leaders and Northwest Indiana real estate. In this special episode, we break down several free lead generation options that are guaranteed to close you more deals every year. Be sure to stick around all the way to the end where Josh drops a particularly great nugget about lead gen that I had not even thought of. You don't want to miss it. Here's how it all went down. Hello and welcome to episode number nine of the Listing Leaders Podcast. I can't believe we made it all the way to episode number nine. We have, well, I'm Brandon Rainwater. Jo- I'm
1: surprised we haven't been canceled yet. <laughs> right? I, I, I don't, who
0: would cancel us? <laughs> I don't
2: know. Our <laughs> final our final episode will be the one that gets everything taken down retro. Right.
0: Uh, when you see our last episode, listen to it. It's probably pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Brandon Rainwater. I'm joined by the best in the business, Brian Manning and Joshua Wozniak. How are you guys doing today?
2: Rich Butler.
1: Rich Butler. Rich
0: Butler. Absolutely no ears. This is falling on. Is, are they going to understand the inside <laughs> joke? Except for <laughs> someday. Of Rich Butler. Someday, man. <laughs> um, Kevin was nice enough to take us uh, to go see Carrot Top uh, at the Four Winds Casino, and we ate at Journeyman before and directly behind us was a plaque for, if you've been to Journeyman, they've got an 18-hole putt-putt course uh, in the back of it, and they had done a tournament, and the one and only winner so far... Was Mr. Rich Butler for who,
1: best putter?
0: Best putter, <laughs> right? In which uh, Josh has completely adopted the persona of one Rich Butler. Well, he
1: claimed he was Rich Butler,
2: and actually, waitress... Kevin, Kevin told the uh, waitress, "I was Rich Butler," and, and the waitress me... fell
1: for it, and it was just Rich Butler the whole rest of the evening.
2: And he's worried. I can see it in his eyes.
0: He's going to be Rich Butler for the rest of his life.
2: <laughs> well, that doesn't seem too bad. That woman was flattered to meet me. It seems so. I mean, I'll take Even it. though she
0: admitted being like what the caddy for another co- competitor or something, yeah. Yeah, like she, she did. probably so actually met it a real was, Rich Butler.
1: I know it's not military, but it was sort of like stolen valor. You were living off the credentials of Rich Butler.
2: Yes, that's exactly <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> when, a when great it, analogy. <laughs> that's so funny. I've never seen such a nice award for a putt putt. That was that was
0: well. That was like a until nice press. now. I
2: did not. I not realize it was but but i yeah. thought he was like a real like uh you know pga pro <laughs> <laughs>
0: well it's journeyman they don't really do anything half-assed there do they no well it's good to see you guys like i said we're on episode nine we have done every we, we've not done everything we've just kind of scratched the surface but we've had guests we've had remote recordings now we're screaming up on episode 10 we've talked about uh just about everything that we could think of under real estate um and we're going to continue on with special guests but today uh i thought it would be fun I know we've talked about it. We want to talk about lead gen and like not so much lead gen from the standpoint of um, company leads, but the kind of lead gen that you both paid leads and unpaid leads, but that um, account for our sphere split. I think uh, I don't know how your brokerage is run, but at listing leaders. You know, when you get a company provided lead, no matter what, it's on a 50-50 split. And once you're out of the mentorship program, when that lead is a sphere split or in other sales uh, sales worlds, we call them SGLs, self-generated leads. You know, you have a different split for that. And naturally, you make more money on a self-generated lead or a sphere split. So I thought it would definitely be worth talking about some of the different ways that you can go about, you know, providing those leads for yourself. Before we get to that, which I'm kind of excited to talk about, we're all active brokers here. Let's do this two-week update. How has the last two weeks been in real estate for Josh? I think I saw you even had a closing. Sir, did you not?
2: I did have a closing, and uh, that was a good one. We uh, actually got it closed 22 days after listing it. Nice. So I was rather excited about that. Um, That was a quick, quick quick-moving deal. Uh, the nice thing is too, that I will probably be submitting an offer, uh, today house that we looked at yesterday yeah. and a past client of mine was there as well. And he, uh, initiated a conversation with me that we had had a while back about listing, uh, one of his rental properties. So should be listing a rental property soon, making an offer here on a house. So staying busy. Oh yeah. yeah Got some man. other things going on too, but it's all good. With the
0: weather, <clears throat> with the weather warming up, have you noticed your business picking up?
2: Yeah, I definitely think people are happier to stand outside of a house and stare at it right now uh, in these conditions <laughs> rather a really than the freezing cold, you know? I love it.
0: How's your last two weeks been, Brian?
1: Uh, it's been good. Uh, I had a closing in Plymouth uh, right after we recorded the last podcast, and then we took a trip down to Macy, Indiana, which I've never heard of it before, but it's there. And huh. we, I, I got an accepted offer on a, on a home down there for another client, and then... Uh, I'm having problems with my Hessville house that keeps, I've had two mutual releases already on the same house. Yeah. I'm willing to share the bad with the good. I hear you. So the first one, it was a hard money lender. He wouldn't, he wouldn't pony up what the guy put down on the paper. And then the second one, I think the guy just got cold feet. I I mean, I don't know what, there was no other reason for it, but yeah, he just got cold feet and dropped out and, so we're it's back on the market again. We we lowered it down trying to, you know, generate some interest interest because the uh, owner would she's got two more that she's gonna put up. She wants to move to Florida. So
2: So Brian, why don't you tell us just a little overview of that of that Hessville listing? What's uh what's a...
1: It's a three bedroom, one bath on a slab right in uh on New Hampshire and in, in, in the Hessville area of Hammond. It needs to be rehabbed, it's it's uh, a fixer upper for sure. But it's the bones are struct, you know, and structure are good. It just needs, you know, paint and some interior and floor. But it was just, you know, the I think the market is good, yeah. but it's like the craziness is kind of calming down.
0: I believe so as well. Because
1: that's I, what the, the first two, the guys they went over list the first two, you know, where we have these releases, mm-hmm. and I think the hard money lender was, no, you ain't paying that, you know, like like one of those scenarios. So that's why I think we're starting to see a strong market but it's cooling off a little bit it's not as insane as it was you know last year
0: I wonder like when I speculate on that is that a comb- is that one um, inventory increasing or with interest rates increasing if that's keeping more people away from buying or a combination of the both I believe you know?
2: it's both. To be honest, I also think there is a large uh, psychological component to those two things combined. I think those two things right there, the inventory and the interest rates, are creating a psychological component where people are kind of just stepping back and seeing, hey, what effect is this going to have? And I think that's going to be a short period of people feeling out maybe a little change in the market. Yeah. I don't think it's going to terribly weaken the market. I think once everybody realizes it's still a good time to buy real estate, they'll be in buying again. I like that. I, I like I, that.
0: It's it, an interesting
1: point. And even flipping back to this Macy deal, I was able to get this done with inspections and inspection response. I didn't have to go as is or, right. you know, waive inspection or anything like that like we were doing six months ago. Okay. So, yeah, I, I feel like it's it's coming back to a reality a little bit, but not, not yet. It's still goofy you no it's no. still you instead of seeing 20 or 10 offers you're seeing four you know on, right. on property
0: I wonder like with that Hessville house um if did you ever have the opportunity to take backup offers and if and would you like having had this experience
1: uh well, I didn't take them because everything that was coming up was either like no hard money or cash right so it was all they were all closing under three weeks so it was like to take the backup offers, I didn't have it. you know, I mean, I, I figured this was going to be done in two weeks and we'd be done, not keep taking offers. And then some of the offers were, you know, they were conventional and they wanted appraisals and I didn't really, you know, now when you have to fix the whole house up, you don't really want to get into that.
0: Yeah. It sounds like a good, um, and I, and I don't know the property, but it sounds like a, a good lipstick flip. Like maybe it's just cosmetic enough to make it go FHA. Am I, am I assuming it wouldn't qualify for FHA financing?
1: It wouldn't right now. Right. But if you fixed it up and yeah, it would be a, a great FHA home, a, a great FHA. starter home. How about your two weeks?
0: Nope. I had a pretty good last two weeks and I'm looking forward to the next two. Just like um, Josh was saying, as the weather warms up and the way he put it, people are much more okay standing outside looking at a house.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get people really interested in what's going on when they're cold, terribly <laughs> cold. You know, they're more of like, let's go back to the house we already have or let's go somewhere else. When they're
0: bundled up. Okay, so that was everybody's last two weeks. I wanna jump right in. Maybe this won't be the longest episode that we have, but there's definitely a few tips and tricks and ideas that I have. Um, And this is um, gonna take place of the broker tip and just kind of go right into the heart of the episode because this is gonna, I'm hoping to provide value to whether you're an experienced broker or a brand new one. Um, I know that when I first started out, I was doing just about everything I could to do lead gen. Um, that wasn't directly from the company. I did go out and door knock. I did do lead gen activities. I I still to this day call Fizbo's. I don't actively look them up on on Zillow or anything, but if I drive by one and if I haven't called it yet, you best believe I'm gonna call them and I'd like to talk a little bit about some strategies, tips and tricks for that. Um, Just all kinds of stuff related to expanding the top of your funnel right so when we always when we're in sales uh, sales is nothing but a giant funnel we want to constantly be what do they call it prospecting we always want to be putting things into our funnel um, and shaking them down to the bottom of the funnel and hopefully what we get out at the bottom are closed deals that make us money and have happy clients and customers so it's a great feeling it is a great feeling isn't it every closing is a great feeling um so let's talk a little bit about that lead gen um and the different sources of self-generated leads. Let's talk about the first one being um, Google and Facebook as a form of self-generated. So, so even before we put boots on the ground, um, things we can do literally cracking a laptop. And when I say Google and Facebook, when in Google, I'm referring to either uh, pay-per-click. When Facebook, I'm, I'm referring to either posting on social media, of course. Um, and and boosting, like when to boost, when not to boost, and what are you posting on social media? Is it just a general graphic stating that you're just still in real estate, are you offering a service? Are you offering a free CRM to anybody who, uh, a CRM, a a free comp? Um, um, You know what I'm trying to say. CMA. CMA, CMA. thank Mm -hmm. you. All, All these acronyms in real estate, it's so hard to keep them all together. And do you guys have any experience with Google per Clicker or, or Facebook ads?
2: So the one thing I would like to say on Facebook is, you know, sometimes I'm not like traditionally so uh, social media oriented, but um, and you go to these things, people tell you that they're gonna give you like the secret sauce on how to get real estate clients. Sure, they do. And all they tell you is to post on Facebook, you know. But the thing is, if you're not posting on Facebook, people really don't know what you're up to for the most part, because a lot of people spend a lot of time on Facebook. So, it's funny because if you just post on Facebook just consistently, I've had people where it's like, if I start posting more overnight, then overnight they think of me as more of like a realtor, business person. They're like, wow, your business is really picking up just based off of posting about real estate.
1: And that is exactly how I built up a lot of steam because I I picked up that 15-acre Wheatfield home through Facebook. And it was just somebody that knew me that, you know, were friends on Facebook and seen that I was a realtor and that I was having successes because I would just post, you know, offer accepted or putting in writing an offer or whatever. And they, they saw that I was busy and, and that's what gravitated them towards me.
0: I love that. So, like, when I ask you this extremely simple question, has posting on Facebook for free made you money?
2: Absolutely. Josh. Yeah, yes. Me too. Which is one of the great benefits of having a real estate license, in my opinion, is to be able to convert uh, your presence yep. in the right. Know, and
1: and I know it sounds corny because like when I first started, it's like oh, I don't want to be that guy. You know, mm-hmm. I talking felt about somewhat... everything. You know, you see all these other people doing it, talking about they're selling whatever, whatever pyramid scheme they're involved with, they're selling. You know, <laughs> no, and, uh, <laughs> and and they're they're posting and posting, and you're like, I don't want to be that person. But then you start doing it, and you see that it pays off, and and I'm that guy now. I'm just not in a pyramid scheme. No, yeah. no, but
0: I, I love that because it's true. Facebook and whether whether you have that love, hate, or somewhere in between relationship with social media, posting for free on Facebook has made me thousands. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's made me thousands. And I and I, I like to, I'll just pull one example I have that I usually tell my class. I was on my way to Crown Point one day. I get a rando phone call. It's somebody I went to high school with. And they're like, hey, Brandon, I just see you on social media. I'm actually having a hard time with the realtor that I'm working with now. We just lost our third house. I see that you seem to be doing pretty good. Would you be willing to work with me? Um, absolutely. Within one house, we found her the house that she wanted. Went under contract, got it, closed. I made a couple grand. You know, just from Facebook. And that's just a one-off example. So what I love about this topic is we're going to talk about a couple of paid things, but let's talk about some free things that we could do that maybe cost us just a little bit of time that turn directly into money when you do it consistently. Right? Yep. And then, hey,
2: can I make one small footnote, by yeah, the way, on uh, the Facebook lead? The interesting thing, too, is uh, when you close a deal with somebody like that through Facebook, you know, there are people on their friends list that you have potentially no mutual friends with or even just their friends in at their workplace or their family. So when you close a deal like that through Facebook, you actually get a little bit of reach into their sphere as well. I love that. So that's a really nice, I, I mean, that. it's really, it could lead to more than one deal.
0: Let me take that even one step further, Josh, because I just love that. When I'm a broker and I post on Facebook, here's some of the negative thoughts that run to my head. All my feed is brokers. All my feed is brokers doing the exact same thing, posting the exact same GIF, the exact same promo, the exact same this, and that's all the people that are ever gonna see it. And that's just not true. Yes, my feed is a lot of brokers. We all do this. Why do we do this? We're not reaching out to each other. It's, it's It's not the point that Brian sees that I sold another house, or that Josh sees that I'm under contract. It's all those other people that are in my direct sphere that are seeing this as well, but we get caught in that mental trap and I know I do too, where it's like, I'm just posting this for other brokers to see, but that's just not true.
2: Yeah, well, then that's one thing about about brokers is they like to comment because they want to be seen down there in the comment section. But right. there's a lot of people on Facebook that see what you're posting and they don't engage with it. You right. know, like they may not like, they may not comment, but it leaves the same impression on their mind as somebody who did like or comment. You know, there's a lot of people that just scroll... And they they do see it but you would just you would never know until they reach out to you and they say, hey, I see your stuff all the time
0: No that's so good. You're exactly right. Um, let's switch gears off of Facebook because I think we've all agreed Definitely. that Facebook's an outstanding free tool and, and, and I want to put a caveat before I leave Facebook and jump into Google that I don't I'm not as strong on LinkedIn as I should be but I hear nothing but positive things about how this is a new content-driven, that's not new, but it's becoming significantly more of a content-driven social media platform that is under leveraged and underutilized by a lot of people and myself included. So while I, I wish I could sit here and talk a little bit more about um, maybe how LinkedIn can do some of the similar or has some similar benefits as Facebook, I have no personal experience with that. Do any of you?
1: I've got a LinkedIn account, but it's for, you know, the mill, and no. I, I don't know. I, 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 it's more, it's like Facebook for professionals.
2: Right. Is so how I look at it. I do have a LinkedIn profile. Um, I don't really use it a whole lot. Um, I get a lot of like national, um, connection requests. I get a lot of people that aren't in this state. Maybe they're in the real estate industry or a peripheral industry. Um, I get requests like that and it's, and it's increasing, um, I do think LinkedIn has a lot of potential, but something tells me, I'm not sure if this is true, but I feel like maybe there's like like a little bit more commercial real estate and like real estate investment. If you're looking to go like get directly in front of a single family home buyer, mm-hmm. I think that maybe Facebook is the better tool for that. But if you're looking to do real estate investing, if you're looking to network with real estate professionals, or if you're looking to do commercial real estate, I kind of get a sense that maybe that's like where LinkedIn really thrives, you know, based yeah. on what I see. No, yeah, no. That's
1: why sure. I, I agree with you. From what I see on my end, just going through the mill.
0: No, awesome. That's cool. So let's switch gears to Google, because Google is one of my favorite things to talk about. It's one of my all-time favorite free tools, and I teach this in my class, how one of the immediate things you should do becoming a broker is creating your broker-related email account with Google. And for the primary reason that we're selling at a very high level, we're selling homes here. And I can't help but think that when I'm working with somebody either on the buy or sell side, or when I'm looking to make a major purchase or work with the service industry period, it's something I wanna Google first. And what I tell people is by creating that Gmail account uh, relative to you being a broker, um, you get instant access to not just the Google suite for free, you then are eligible to create your Google my business f- account for free making you searchable by Google so I can go into the Google search engine and I can type "branded Rainwater and I'm gonna pull up his his picture I'm gonna pull up reviews based on him and I think that's a great way to not only um, leverage again a, a extremely powerful free resource but then you can start experimenting with pay-per-click ads um, targeting specific audiences and regions that can funnel both buyer and seller leads to your Google My Business page. Do you guys, either one of you have a Google, Are, are, we, are can I Google either one of you?
2: So I don't have a broker page, um, I've got one for my business, but uh, the nice thing about Google too is that it's highly geographical when people search, so yeah. it really I think helps to... Uh, grow a business presence in your area
0: Oh, I could I couldn't agree more Brian how, how much
1: I you... do not have a Google page it was some, one of those things that's on my list of things to do
2: okay no, why uh, that, Why isn't it done? I'm just kidding. Because I, the rest of the
1: I, I work two full-time jobs. <laughs> <laughs> we I should have know. had
0: this conversation before getting on air. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm teasing. You do work two full-time jobs, and I do do this full-time. So
2: and- maybe the reason why is because Brian puts his clients first. There you go. That sounds nice, doesn't it?
1: No, I, uh, it's, I will go with that, Rich. Butler answer.
2: <laughs> no, but and I, that's the truth. Brian does put his clients first, right, Brian? Yeah, that's right.
0: I just definitely think when we when we talk about completely free resources, Google is an exceptionally powerful one, exceptionally powerful because we just Google everything nowadays. Oh yeah. And if you're not Googleable, it's just gonna make me kind of scratch my head a little bit.
1: So, just to enlighten some of our newer realtors yeah. or hard-headed fools like me that didn't do it yet, you created your Gmail account for your realtor, mm-hmm. and then you, you did what?
0: So once you create your Gmail account, um, again, what you have access to is the Google Suite. And part of that Google Suite is access to create what's called a Google My Business Profile page, which basically establishes you as a business on Google. And it's not difficult. You just have to have a location, which we're brokers. We can either choose a brokerage or we could even choose our house. Google is going to send you a postcard um, that they want you to, and they, you can't fully activate your Google My Business account, so you receive this postcard with a code in it and then put it back into Google, um, and then it's going to establish that location as searchable on Google. So as brokers, it's, it's maybe a good idea to actually have that postcard sent to the office you maybe work the most out of. So that way when you search, like my, when mine actually, I think it's still attached to the old Lincoln Way address um, that we don't have as a brokerage location anymore. But when you search Brandon Rainwater Realtor, that's where my location popped up at and any reviews associated with me. But the best part about it is we're all running our own business here, right? I'm, some, oh, I, I'm, I'm being redundant saying how, how important it is on Google, but... Google sees you as your own business. So you get to put in your own hours. You get to put in your own specialties. You get to put in your own products. You get to put in the services you offer for both the buy and the sell side. And that creates a lot of- Photos too. Photos too. And it creates a lot of opportunity for you to separate yourself from every other broker. It's a lot of opportunity for you to be like, okay, I'm just gonna do a little bit of research on other brokers I search up in this particular area. And how can I be different? How can good. I
2: differentiate? It's definitely uh, a really good aspect of personal branding. Mm-hmm. Go- Google is probably one of the more public and and free ways to have a personal brand online.
1: And I know everybody knows a realtor, but I would say this could be you know using your home address could be beneficial because if you're if you're looking for a house in say Valparaiso, mm-hmm. and you Google Valparaiso realtors and brandon rainwater pops up it probably would be beneficial to you know you're trying to farm from that area yeah you know not i don't you know if we go to corporate <clears throat> necessarily you know how many people are going to come up from maryville and you know you're based out of valpo or you're michigan city josh you know you're that's a lot you know that's a that's a distance travel where you can just put it right there in michigan city and, and farm Everything in your backyard.
2: Yeah, well, you're exactly right. And one super interesting thing, by the way, about the Google My Business, this is an incredible benefit to the Google My Business. Um, and, and at least in my car, uh, the Dash uh, you know, has like a GPS. And, and the GPS, which I'm sure that many, many new cars have this feature, you know, thousands. Um, so on the GPS, from the satellite view, you can, if you're doing like Android Auto or Apple Play, like have your phone connected to your car and you're using Google Maps, because Google My Business is actually a like subsidiary of Google Maps. Mm-hmm. So, you be, so on a Google Maps app, while you're navigating in your car and you can see the map where you can maybe even see everything. You know, mm-hmm. you can see the map, the lakes, the roads, traffic patterns, all this, but you can also see businesses. So as you're driving by, I all the time while I'm driving, I watch this map and I see off of the main path, you can see, oh, there's this business over here, there's this business over here. So if somebody's driving through your area, they will literally be able to see your name on the map, Brian Manning Realtor, yep. literally right there as a pin on their GPS map. Exactly. No, I, so that's very know. powerful geographically, for geographically yeah, farming as well.
0: For sure. So the only only other thing I want to add when I when I think about when I group Google and Facebook together, the reason I say this is these are both free resources, and that it both have made me thousands. And I mean that right. Google has done the exact same thing for me that Facebook has done. I have had more than one call of somebody saying, "Yes, I found you on Google. You seem like a good person to work with." So it's like yes. I am. (laughs) Let's go find you a house, right?
2: Definitely. And it seems viable to start out. I mean, that's where a lot of people are at, where they need to start out with a free lead source. And you can take that revenue and you can leverage that into some of these uh, leads that maybe have a slight expense but are, in the long run, uh, worth it. You know.
0: So here's something else that... Maybe requires a little bit more work and a, and a, and the, the right kind of personality, but again is free and again can completely turn into money. And that's working fisbos for sale by owners. We call them fisbos in the industry because oh my goodness, we have an acronym for everything. Right. And um, there is a a nuance to fisbos. Now I'm not gonna say that fisbos have made me a lot of money. I'm not gonna also say that I actively work them. But I will readily say I ha- every single one I drive by, everyone I've driven by has gotten a call from me. So I won't I won't hit them up. I won't There are uh, resources to actively search for them uh, geographically on Zillow, believe it or not. That's maybe one of the good uses for Zillow from the broker standpoint is we can search Fisbos on Zillow since they have a place for them and then call them. But I wanted to talk a little bit about just the strategy that you might want to employ when calling a for sale by owner that's gonna help knock down any walls that may have been built up by that person, which is the reason they're selling for sale by owner to begin with, right? Right. So the most common conception is that they want to get the most money possible or they have a general distaste for realtors and brokers alike. So one of the best uh, things that I like to do when I'm calling a FISBO Isn't specifically to offer my services to help them immediately with their for sale by owner, but ask them what their next move is. Okay, Mr. Mr. So and So, that's great that you're selling your house for sale by owner. I wish you the very best of luck. If there's a way I can bring value, let me know. But what about your next move? Because you can't buy your next house
1: without the agent
0: by owner, <laughs> without the agent. So it's there So-so. an avenue there I can help you? And then I'm opening the door to them. Uh, talking to me about maybe whether they already have that move plan, whether that move's not general at all, what I'm doing is I'm breaking the ice without immediately telling them, can I sell your house?
2: But also you're not concealing the fact that you're a broker, You know, which I think is Correct. one way to upset a FISBO is if they, if you go under false pretense. I think that, that's a great point. That's very upsetting. That's a great point. By right. the way, if you're not leveraging the fact that um, buyers don't pay uh, their agent's commission with FISBOs, that might be something to throw in right there at that point. Ask them, hey, what's your next move? Just wanted to make you aware. Buyers don't actually pay real estate commission, so I could help you out. And whoever's house that you're buying, they will pay my commission.
0: Josh, that's gold. That that's a hundred percent true. And I, I I didn't even think of that because one of my favorite things to tell a new home buyer, it, well, one of my favorite one of the favorite new home buyer questions, and our my favorite thing to talk about is how am I going to pay you. Surprise, you don't. <laughs> uh, my commission comes relief. out of the listing, you know, comes off the listing's uh, listing of agents commission. So that's such a great point. And then the other half of uh, calling for sale by owners is a lot of them do generally maybe have had that one bad experience. It was enough to turn them off. Um, and what you need to do then, and uh, I, I actually learned this from my managing broker, uh, Chris Williams, is let them bitch at you. Take the HEAT. HEAT's an acronym in sales, um, especially in management as well. Um, HEAR, empathize. uh, No, H-E-A-R. HEAR, empathize, um, accept responsibility, although I don't know how you would accept responsibility for this. Um, And then uh, I don't even remember exactly what the R stands for, so someone's going to kill me for that. But basically, uh, take the HEAT. Like, let them complain to you. You know, and let them know that you are listening and you right. hear them and you understand and empathize. And then the, you're going to break down barriers. I have had a couple of for sale by owners where they're, they, I've let them talk. I've let them complain about their path. I've empathized with them. And then they'd be like, OK, Brandon, I'm just curious. What would you sell this house for and what would that look like? Right. OK.
1: So you got to walk in when you when you call these Fizbo's, you got to know what they should be listing their house for. Yeah, you well, that's not you a bad idea. It's you got, you got to do some idea. homework before you call.
2: It's sure. uh, you know, it's like some maybe not totally likely that you will get to that point with everybody that you call. But if you if they do open the gate and they say, "Okay, well, let's hear your pitch. I'm I'm open to possibly working with you," then that preparation is really what's going to like seal the deal right then. Right, you
1: but you, you shouldn't walk in there, you know, unprepared. I mean, if you're going to call a Fizbo, you should you should you know the house. Yep. So, you should know at least a, a rough CMA. Yeah. If you got it off Zillow, you see the interior. Yep. So, you should be able to say, listen, you got it listed for 195000 There's no way you're going to get that in this market. Mm. We should put it at $180,000. You'll move it and we'll have it sold in, in 20 days. Yep. You know, and, and, and we'll be looking for your next house, which we'll get a better, bigger, better, uh, bigger, better one for bigger, you. Bigger, better. And you ain't going to pay me for it. Bigger, better one. I've, I've done that with uh, guys at work because I also have the the mill network. Yes. And that, that is a great sphere tool for me as well. You got a bunch of people coming in working under one roof and then they know that you do real estate on the side. So they come seek me out, ask me questions and I give them free advice and tell them, you got to use me. But yeah. uh, Still anyways, going back value. to FISBO, I had a guy who said he's going to sell his by himself. And I said, dude, you got just the paperwork alone is going to blow your mind. Why would you want to take that on? So let me, I'll do it for a low fee, and yeah. and, we'll, and you know you can pay me when we buy the next one, and you're not gonna pay me.
0: I am so glad you mentioned paperwork because I wanted to wrap up even uh, adding a third component onto the FSBO. Um and that is another way to get in there is through the paperwork. People don't understand, especially when they sell their house, just how much paperwork's involved. And in real estate, our we actually don't just have to make our money from a percentage commission of the sale. We can make our money out of a flat fee. So it's not uncommon for you to call a FISBO and be like, if that paperwork's daunting for you, I've been a broker for X amount of years, I've seen some success, I'm very good at the paperwork, I can do it backwards and blindfolded and would do it for you for $500. If you just wanted to pay me just to handle the paperwork portion, and again, all you're doing is getting in the door here, right? At the worst case scenario, we are all probably very good at our paperwork at this point, and it would be an hour's worth of our work collectively to help this person with the paperwork on their end of the deal. And that's just a, a, another way for us to make money, but also a way for us to just bring value to them without seeming overbearing or that over-salesy person that maybe they don't like about what they don't like about brokers. Right. So no, that that's really good. Uh, Fizbos are an excellent source of um, again free lead gen, right? You know,
2: I never thought about this, and maybe this is just like a one off, but uh, I wonder if people who are thinking about doing for sale by owner approach people that they know have done. They're like, oh hey Billy Bob, you know you did you did your house for sale by owner, didn't you? and Billy Bob's like, you know, I tried, <laughs> but actually <laughs> I ended up going with this Brandon guy, I or tried. this Brian guy. <laughs> so, you know, maybe if you can tap into the Fizbo's, they uh, no, the that's other good. people that are thinking about it, they'll be referred to
0: you. I love that. Um, there's kind of just two other main ones I want to talk about. Um, and what we're talking about here are free ways to get a couple more closings a year, a couple more thousand dollars in your pocket. Um, and I had saw one of our brokers, Caitlin um, Holly. Uh, had I wish I had this pulled up on Facebook. I don't, but I, she made such a great post and it made such an impression on me. Not only am I going to make sure I do that this year, I want to make sure we talk about it. And that is, I, I, I think it's underdone, is leveraging the sales you already have. Uh, she, What her post was, and I'm paraphrasing, and if she's listening, please forgive me if I completely butcher this, Caitlin. But you were talking about how she had closed i think an extra four to five deals just simply on referrals from past clients and i think one of the traps that we get into being in sales and always looking for the next one is we're ignoring the closings we've already had and how leveraging our existing sphere might be one of the best ways to drum up new business are you sending an annual gift? You know, I think she does something like that. Are you sending them anything tangible period that makes them think of you that, you know, is beyond the sale, beyond the clothes, that, that, that they're keeping you top of mind, but also it reminds them of the positive experience they had with you. And also there's a reminder in there, some type of note that says, hey, look, uh, you can help me grow my business. You can share the positive experience that you just had with me with somebody else um, and help me grow my business, and help them, you know, get their next house. I
1: firmly believe in this. I throw text messages out every so often, especially like thirty days after we've closed and they've moved in. Hey, how's the house? How's everything going? Any any problems? Anything I should know about? Right. You know, just check up on them. Uh, and then I I got all the addresses saved. Uh, you know, so for Christmas time, I'll send out Christmas cards and you know, wish them. You know, hey, happy. I hope your your first Christmas in your new home is you know, fantastic, whatever, you know. But yeah, I always keep up with, with the clients. I, 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 I treat them like extended friends, you yes. know, because I've worked with them for that uh, short amount of time, but it was, you know, intense and, you know, we were always on the phone and, and uh, just to ignore them, I think is bad uh, karma.
0: And it's not even just ignoring them. It's, I think some of us have a little bit of trepidation asking for the referral. Do not be afraid to ask for the referral you're in business, you just did business with this person and it was positive, right? You should be able to go in there with the confidence that you brought them value and you would like to bring anybody else that they know the equal amount of value. So never ever, 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 ever be afraid to ask for a referral from an existing
2: client. You know, a past client of mine invited me to their uh, daughter's graduation party, so I'll be going to that, and it'll be at the house I sold them.
1: That's
0: nice, dude. That is awesome. Yeah. How? What? See, and real estate is the for me my favorite thing about being in real estate is the firsts, and is that is that going to be a fun first for you or what?
2: Yeah, it will be, and and I'm just looking forward to it as well because for a lifestyle, I like it a lot better than um, the trades. I mean, I love building, but to be able to go on that note and spend some time with people who really I met a long time ago. They came to me, I helped them and now I'll go and celebrate um, a part of their life with some of their friends and family. So I just think that's nice to network. be able to.
1: That's so good. Josh. Yeah. Just tell them so net- network on that one. That, that's, that's cause you're just going there as the realtor that sold them the house. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're probably friends, no right. friends now. but, yeah. but you know, you can network that one. That's so just, good. You got it, but you know what? It's gotta make you feel good.
2: It does. They bumped it back. Um they they had it on like the twelfth of this month. Uh, but they had to push it back to the twenty sixth. And that's uh that's the day of my son's birthday party though. So mm. unfortunately I'm gonna be missing my son's birthday party. No, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just be, kidding. I'll be guy, <laughs> Rich Butler is serious <laughs> about <but> his real <laughs> estate. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, but, you know, I mean I'll be going later on in the Seriously, the day. Though, like like if
1: you go, even just swing in there for a little bit, bring some sort of dessert or something with your cards on it and just you know hey yep you know let me help you too so yeah, exactly the,
0: the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap this up is lead gen events what do I mean by lead gen events um, these are things that I have done with in the past with with some success um, it's more for getting your name out there and having a good time than I think it is a lot of uh, actually acquiring leads but these are like CMA events um, car shows uh, th- car washes. Anytime you can get a group of brokers together, put a big wiggly guy out front um, and offer people value in the form of some type of free CMA, or a car wash? Are you saying just, that you
2: want to host a car wash? I,
0: I don't know. I, I'm saying car wash a lot. Maybe I do want to host a car wash. How do yeah, you, you look in a bikini, Josh? That's what uh, I was gonna say. Uh, my...
1: I I would prefer to wear a medium speedo a medium. at this event.
0: So one of the things that I did earlier on, on is, most and, of the tips. And we've <laughs> talked about this is I got an accountability partner because I wanted to be good and I knew I needed somebody to help uh, motivate me and I wanted to help motivate somebody else. And I can't stress enough how important it is an accountability partner is. But one of the things we've done. Two things one uh, for I think an event I can't remember what holiday it was we got a whole bunch of rise and roll donuts and delivered them to all the local PDs and all the local businesses and you know got our name out there and just did some good branding that's not gonna we're not gonna pull clients there we're just spreading our name we're spreading our word around but another thing that we did was we grabbed Kevin's Lambo he was more than willing to park in front of Once Upon a Child for us we set up a big tent had music outside um, and we were offering free people CMAs. It's, I mean, it, it, it drew a crowd. People going in and out of the business, you know, people interested, people you know, being able to provide them value, showing them that you're having fun, that you're a part of the community. I think that's super important and something that may be under leveraged by some brokerages and brokers.
2: I think that's true. And um, I also think that, you know I heard something recently about uh, lead gen, which is to incorporate your hobbies. Mm-hmm. So I think if this if you can if you can go to an event for something that you're already passionate about, you're already have a foot in the door, that I think is a big advantage. So maybe you enjoy being there anyways, maybe you've already gone, maybe it's a car show or maybe it's builders, maybe it's a Comic-Con, it's could be anything like that for people who have interest and go to these things. Could even be a concert potentially. I don't know, but um, but if you can have something that you're already passionate about and already involved in, and you can take your real estate and create a presence there. Josh, that's
0: brilliant. That should have been a segment by itself. Well, Taking your already established hobby where you maybe already have credibility and making that a source of lead gen. That's beautiful, man.
2: <laughs> yeah. And on, honestly, with Brian's um, comment earlier about like not wanting to be that guy on Facebook, that was kind of one of my concerns like about posting only about real estate. I was like, well man, what about my other interests? What about my other hobbies? You know, And then, so when I heard somebody say that, they're like, well, just your business will thrive more if you uh, incorporate your hobbies. Whatever your hobbies are, use that to convey that you're a realtor.
0: Are you listing, is it, is it, Josh, that's solid gold. I think it, that's up. something that just hasn't been brought up. It wasn't even on the the, outline that i have printed in front of us and if you made it all the way to 40 minutes in this episode josh just gave you solid gold lead gen advice if you're not leveraging your hobbies as a source of lead generation you should be i love that i don't have much more guys on lead gen josh pulled that gem out of absolutely nowhere that's that's rich butler talking right rich there. Butler, life,
1: rich butler like go mf and butler too
0: too too <laughs> good um I think we covered a lot. I think one of the things that I enjoyed most about talking about this is we were just talking about free ways to close more deals. Free ways to close more deals, which is what everybody should be looking for out there, right? Yep. Everybody should. So uh, final thoughts from you guys. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I really, truly have.
1: Yes, it was it was a good one. You know, Like I said, I, I learned something with the Google. I haven't gotten to it yet. I'm definitely going to do it.
0: That's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that, Josh.
2: Well, I think this was a good... Uh... Special Saturday edition.
0: It was yes,
2: and uh, I think we got some good, yeah, mines, mine some gold.
0: Man, I, I I want to just I I want to pull the one gem out of all this when we were talking about free lead gen to close more deals. Is are you leveraging your already existing hobbies as a source of lead generation? I think. I'm going to put that in the in the show notes. I, if you stuck around all the way to the end, you just got that tip of solid gold. Thank you for listening. We hope you join us next episode. Uh, Brandon, Brian, and Josh signing off.
1: Have a good one.
0: Thank you for sticking around all the way to the end of this episode, episode number nine of the Listing Leaders podcast. There was a lot of really great stuff in there. Uh, We hope you will join us for episode number 10 coming out in two weeks time. Until then, take care of yourself
2: and each other.